The Anton Savage Show on News Talk. And this is Alan Grant from Expert Hardware, who is our DIY expert. And we have a rake of stuff that we have to cover. We'll try to get through as much as possible. But one to kick off, we were talking to Donald Skeen earlier on about um, barbecuing. And he gave us, by the way, his marinade, his basic marinade recipe. One part fish sauce, one part lime, one part sugar and whatever other aromatics, as you put it, that you want to add in. Just to keep that in the back of your mind. Question asking... What's the best way to clean your barbecue at the start of the season? And do you need to deep clean the inside of the barbecue? There are many who believe that all you need to do is get the yolk hot and get on with it. What's your view on this, Alan? And there's two schools of thought. And mine would be just heat it up for about 10 or 15 minutes before at the start of the season and go for it. Leave a bit of the flavours there. You I are know, filthy. Yeah, I, I know it's not everybody's <laughs> idea of uh, of the way to kick off the season with barbecue. But there is products out there like there's the HP uh, cleaner from Tech 7, which is excellent. You spray it on, just leave it there for about 10 or 15 minutes and then give it a good scrub off but I would say to people whoever's uh, cleaning a barbecue a lot of people just get a wire brush like a wire brush that you use for cleaning down gates do not do that because what small particles of metal come off and you don't want that mixed in with your food because it can get stuck in your throat and stuff like that and you know you'd be in the A&E So get a proper barbecue brush Spend a few It's like 7 99 for a proper barbecue wire brush And of course if you've got one of the gas grills there is a drip tray there is. Don't yeah. wait too long to discover that there's exactly, a drip tray because yeah, that's... And there's oh. a lot more uh, the, the drip getting further down into the barbecues because the old barbecues used to have lava rock. All the new barbecues in the last like six, seven years don't have any lava rock and it's all just dripping straight down. Similar question related to the, the outdoors for the, the brief moment of summer we got there last week. Hopefully there'll be more of it to come. Fire pits. Fire pits. Recommendations. Yes. Yeah, do you build them yourself out of brick? Do you buy them? Cast iron? You can do, do some great YouTube videos on about that. But we've all been at a party where there's a fire pit and it's more of a smoke pit than a fire pit. Uh, we sell in our stores the, the Phoenix fire pit uh, and it's excellent. And the reason being is it's small, it's neat. You can actually bring it to parties. It'll fit in the back of a boot of a car and it draws in the air from underneath and you get this kind of secondary burn like you get in a stove. So once it's lit after about 10 or 15 minutes and using kill and dry wood, you're going to get very, very little uh, smoke from it and it looks excellent. And of course, that's the vital bit. Use dry wood and dry as little wood. bark as yeah. is possible. Otherwise, yeah. it's... Uh, we, I, I've been at uh, some parties and people have been putting in turf and stuff like that. Oh. And like, good God. You know, oh. the next day you smell your clothes and you go, jeez. <laughs> Not good. Question asking about inside the house. One asking about switching plugs for ones with switches on them. This is something that I have always wondered. What's the point of a plug with a switch on it? <laughs> well, look, you've a lot of stuff on standby, right? And the rule of thumb is something that's on standby. So everything behind your TV, I remember doing it a couple of years ago, is say you've about seven or eight things plugged in on standby. Over the course of a year, it's going to cost you, well, back then when I did the calculation, it was about 28 quid. That could be about 40. Just having the little red light on yeah, your telly and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So you've like, we all, I, at the back of my TV, I think we have about six different things plugged in. You've broadband, you've uh, you've the sky dish, you've the TV, you've the sound bar, you know, the list goes on. So yeah, it, it's not a huge amount of money, but it is something that you could probably hook up to yourself myself love the L smart plugs so the smart plug could switch off say at 12 o'clock every night on a timer and you don't even have to think about it and you're going to save that money and they have the two gang ones now that have the USBs for the phones and for the tablets Absolutely. the high output yeah, yeah, tablets oh yeah, that's so you, a plug yeah. to an envy they're brilliant I, I put them everywhere in my house and uh, but just watch out I'd only put in I, I went a bit kind of mad and I put in a I must have been six or seven of them, but like they're changing over to the new USB uh, C. So, you know, just put one or two in for now, wait till the USB C 
ones come out. Although if you're stuck, you can get uh, Amazon does supply USB um, oh, oh, adapter. Oh, oh, Sorry, you know, you know <laughs> that, that place that does finicky electronic gear. But you can get adapters if you need to. So yeah, it's not can, like it's totally indeed, defunct yeah, technology. But nobody likes one of these kind of extra dongles hanging out. You know, making things yeah, messy. Nobody likes yeah. a hanging dongle. How do I remove bad water stains from my toilet? Toilet. Okay, you can do a number of different things. Uh, well, you can. What I do myself, I recommend is put down uh, a mug of sugar, okay, and then put down, say, some um, caustic soda, and then just sit it there for about maybe 15, 20 minutes, and then give it a kind of like a half flush. A lot of the toilets have the half flush, full flush, and then agitate it then with your uh, toilet brush. And that's just sugar. It. Sugar, because it's acting as like a scour, so it is. So it's kind of rubbing and just kind of getting everything free off the toilet. Uh, back outside the house, what's the best way to kill weeds and prevent them from coming back? Now, this is one you tread carefully because Dear McCavin has yeah, said to us, <laughs> leave them alone or pick them up the hard way. Okay. So the, we all know the product Roundup, okay? The, and I have to... Uh, You're going straight I, to I'll chemical pro- murder, yeah, aren't you? I'll, I'll pronounce this incorrectly now. Glyphorate is the, the body kind of uh, chemical that's in that, right? Now, there's certain instances where you will have to use a product like that. But uh, there is glyphorate I think I pronounced that correctly this time. But uh, uh, free products. And you can also use like industrial strength uh, vinegar. Uh, a lot of the chippers buy in industrial strength vinegar that uh, dilute it down. So if you're friendly with your local chipper, you might be able to get a litre of that. I have a friend who is a gardener who swears by buying large bulk bags of salt and salting the weeds. Yeah, it, I haven't tried it myself and I, I've read some reports on that as well, uh, the salt and weeds. But there's, there's other good ones as well. You can blowtorch them down so you can kill them. Especially, it's a great way to fix the problem really quick in a big driveway uh, and just, just burn them down to the root. And you can get the, you can buy the, the blowtorches specifically for that, can't oh, you? Oh, you can. It's just like a, a long wand and it's a little screw on a canister of gas. Dead handy. Another one saying, I'm going to get a new kitchen soon. I think the answer to that is best to look because kitchen fitters and kitchen suppliers at the yes. moment are out yeah. the door. Yeah. But going to get a new kitchen soon. Looking at doing it myself, as in buying all the cabinets and putting it in myself. Am I mad? I'm so-so at DIY, says the text. So-so at DIY. Okay, so you'd want to be fairly competent in, in carpentry and to be able to fix it onto, it depends what wall, if it's an exterior wall for one, which most of the kitchens are fitted to exterior walls. So you want to make sure you have a good anchor into the wall. So yeah, as I was talking to you earlier on before, you don't want to, for it to look great on the on the wall, uh, the presses up on the wall and then fill it with mugs and uh, plates and then for things to start creaking. So look, my advice is to uh, just do a lot of research, uh, check out your walls and do uh, make sure your fixing, fa- fasteners and fixings are correct for the purpose. But that bit, you, you say it as a throwaway thing, check out your walls. Yeah. If everything isn't straight, plumb, level and true, absolutely, don't yeah. go near it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because you'd be surprised when you, walls that are, are bowed and stuff like that and things aren't going to fit flush onto the wall and they do need to be flush. Uh, question asking and I suppose this this goes beyond just the, the topic at hand what's the best way to protect wood decking and I suppose people are now looking not just at decking but at patio tables at fences everything, everything yeah. they haven't touched yeah. all winter so if it's a natural wood uh, like a decking I'd allow it to uh, rest up for about six to eight weeks for it to age if you paint it too early it's not going to adhere to the wood it's not going to actually absorb into the wood and do its protection that it's needed uh, a lot of people do all sorts of different colours we spoke before a lot of people during lockdown put in um, the, the charcoal grey on deck 
decks and stuff, I wouldn't. I think a clear, good deck oil would be the one to, uh, to go for. And the advantage of the oil, of course, is it doesn't chip off like a varnish. You can exactly. keep topping it up yeah. as it needs it. Yeah. Tech saying, only thing required for a pirate pit is an old washing machine drum. We would like to distance ourselves from this. This is a text, not our okay. view. Uh, you couldn't engineer a better pit if you tried. It's light and portable. The holes in the side and the rim on top means you can sit up close to it and feel the heat, yet not get hit by sparks or embers. Yes, uh, I have a few customers that have done that, right? And the problem with that is the, there's too much air going into it. So you're going to burn your your, your wood, valuable wood, uh, very, very quickly. And the, the, the flames kind of snake tail out the sides of it. So it's quite dangerous. It, it, it goes through the holes, so it does, out the side. I would have thought it's get... also relatively thin stainless. I'd imagine it gets eaten up pretty quick. By it the would, heat. like over a couple of years it would. But like it, you're going to have an awful lot of smoke as well because the, the intake of air isn't controlled. The text came in from Ron. I can hear Ron at home going, no, I'm telling you, it's the perfect solution. Ron, we won't write it off totally. It does have the advantage of being free as well if you can find the washing yeah. machine. Um, we were talking earlier on, can you close your eyes and see things? Can you picture a washing machine drum now if you're constructing it? If I said weld feet on that, I can you see can, it? yeah. Okay, good. Well, apparently there are a lot of people who can't. Text in to say, it's really a school day for me. I'm 62 and I have just found out that people can visualise things and I can't. I never thought that people really visualise things when they close their eyes. Thanks for that. Well, at least now you know you, you can adapt accordingly. Uh, a big thank you as always to Alan Grant who is our DIY expert and of course the man responsible for expert hardware. So if you need anything, go visit him or any of his colleagues.